start with a fundraising job. The basics. Every single nonprofit needs people who know and aren't afraid of doing fundraising. Karen Ansara. Everybody knows Karen. Whether you are from Boston locally or globally, everyone in philanthropy world that I know knows Karen. She has had this amazing career in philanthropy and she didn't start off that big. She started with a simple fundraising job and with all the passion and tenacity, she kept on going at it and reached the level that she is at today. She is on boards of some six, seven nonprofits. She also runs and co-founded uh, Ansara Family Fund and obviously is the driving force behind New England International Donors Global Network of Philanthropists. And when I spoke to her, I learned so much in our conversation. If you want to have a great career in nonprofits or philanthropy, she has so much to share and you have so much to learn. So are you ready to listen to it? Here it is. Let me start with the first one, very important one, which is, did you always think of having philanthropy as your career? Or no. did you, like, what made no. you start uh, <laughs> New England? No, I don't, I don't think many people, when their children say they want to grow up and be a philanthropist, right? It's, it's just, it's, you know, you want to grow up and be a ballerina. I thought I wanted to be a choreographer. And then there was a point at which I wanted to be an archaeologist. And, you know, no. Uh, in fact, my own nuclear family, they were not philanthropic at all. So I never picked this up from any of my relatives. Philanthropy has been a way to do social change and social justice work for me. And that passion I picked up in college. A little bit in high school from some of my great teachers who were really influential. But when I went to college, I studied political science. I took a course my first semester that just blew my mind. And I realized I wanted to work for justice. And then I looked for ways to do it. But it wasn't until much later, after I was married, after my husband had created and sold a business and we had some resources that we decided to set up a foundation and then I wanted to be the best I could be at what I was doing there and then I set up some opportunities in the community to help me learn how to be a really good philanthropist, focus internationally. That was much later, that was in my late 40s. Wow. It's never too late to find your perfect Never, career. never. I think if you identify a thread, a core mission, your vocation early in life, you can have it be manifest in many different ways, at different stages of your life, which I think is very important for women because we're wired to go through different stages and society expects us to play so many different roles that if we think of our career as linear path, we would be very frustrated. And I, I actually read a book about 25 years ago called Composing a Life by the daughter of Margaret Mead. Um, and I 
can't think of her name at the moment, but I will. It was absolutely profound, and it talked about how women piece together different chapters of their life into a quilt, and that it's the integration of all of those roles and chapters that make us satisfied often and feel like whole people. So I tried to embrace that, the fact that my life has been chopped up at different stages with responsibilities for different people and also responsibility for myself. Wow. I used to be told that you're just confused. You don't have, you, know, you don't know what your passion is, what your career is. I wish at that time somebody showed me the quilt that as women, we can't have very focused interests. We need the balance. Right. Right. It's not too late to hear it now. It was Catherine Bateson. It's Margaret Mead's daughter who wrote this book. She is a social anthropologist and it was phenomenal. If somebody wants to have a career in causes, mm -hmm. do you have any advice for them? Or do you have anything that you can tell how they can do it? Or what is it that they should do or not do? If, if the career is to work in non, the nonprofit sector, or social impact, I would say they should do what I did, <laughs> which is start with a fundraising job. The basics. Every single nonprofit needs people who know and aren't afraid of doing fundraising. If you want to climb and you want to be an executive director someday, you can never get there unless you have fundraising expertise. Um, so I, my, one of my first jobs out of college was working for Planned six or seven years, had a fantastic mentor there in the fundraising department and in political advocacy and lobbying. And those skills from way back when, which was a long time ago, um, have really served me now, right? Because you realize you can set up a strategy to support an organization. Too many people, I think, start nonprofits without thinking about what is their fundraising niche, what is their strategy, what's their business model. We're focused on solving the cause, the problem, but not what's the apparatus that's going to be sustainable that's going to get us there. So fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. Um, at this point in my life, I wish I had gotten an MBA in a like social impact style MBA. That would have served me well. Um, because there's so much in there about leadership, about change from within, about strategy, the kind of work that you do here at Refining Focus that I think would have benefited me. But the other thing is just get out there and do it. Do internships, get out there with organizations and see what really resonates with you, what makes your heart sing, where you're most passionate so that you can tell the story. The other thing I would say is make sure you're working for an organization that is somehow related to your own story because otherwise you won't stay. If you want to be authentic, selling an organization or leading it. It somehow has to connect with your own life experience or something that has truly mattered to you. I think, you know, whatever you are, I am sure each one of us have enough causes that we can relate to. Absolutely. And some way or the other, we have experienced them ourselves. Right, right. And we become more compelling for that cause if we can tell our own story. Storytelling, as you know, being in marketing, is key yes. to getting other supporters, adherents, and it comes from authenticity. Right. If it's your problem, right. if you have experienced it, the passion that you bring in your story is totally mm -hmm. different from mm -hmm. you learning it from someone and trying to translate it to someone else. Mm -hmm.
and also going back to fundraising, it's a good point. I never thought of that, but it's a really good point to start with because that's the most difficult thing in working for nonprofit. Right, and, and it's the field that most people shy away from. But it can be incredibly Amazing. fun, yeah. and it can also be very rewarding because you're giving other people an opportunity to do something great with their resources and to feel so good about it. It's about what you're going to give to the donor, how you're going to enrich that donor's life and make them feel really important in the world for your organization.